Good morning, everybody. Hello, how are you? Good Erev Shabbos. This is Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network, and you are listening to Table for Two. We are right here on the Lower East Sides, getting a little bit nippy. I cannot believe it is the fall, and we are in our full swing into season seven. I was about to say eight, but don't rush it, Naomi. Don't rush it. Slowly enjoy the moments. For those of you who bet, for those of you who don't know me, I'm Naomi Nachman. I'm about all the food, all the time. I love food. I love shopping for it, cooking it, eating at restaurants, anything food related. I'm a kosher personal chef. I'm a cookbook author. Oh, second book coming out in two weeks. Um, anytime you don't feel like cooking, you can give me a call. I hope you'll tune in every week to hear about my cooking adventures, kosher food traveling, and sharing of great food ideas and recipes. But I want to hear about your experiences too. So Naomi, you can email me at Naomi at NachumSiegel.com. Um, Yoni is actually getting my email address up and running because I had some issues with it. So if I didn't respond, I'm sorry. I will uh, get get on it right away. And um, you can also DM me through Naomi Nachman on Instagram. Okay, guys. So we had an incredible lineup last week. I just want to say that I was totally starstruck by Rachel Goldzell. <laughs> I'm like, I look at her and I'm like, oh, my God, she went chopped. She was so cool. So proud. 13 years old at 12 at the time when she did her chopped. And I was like, wow, very confident, well-spoken. Make sure you check out last week's show. You should check out all the shows on our app, on our YouTube channel, on our website. We're everywhere. Um, Yes, we had a great show. And, of course, we had Melinda Strauss from Jewish Food Media Conference. I always call it Jewish Food Bloggers, but Jewish Food Media. I mix up the two names between the old name and the new name. Um... So we had her in talking about her conference coming up in just a couple of weeks. Hopefully you got your tickets because they are selling out fast. And, of course, to my book launch. Hope you're all coming. It's at Great Falls Bistro at Factory 220. The Nacham Siegel Network crew is going to be there. We can't wait to see everyone there. Um, you're going to get a book. that When you walk, for the, when there's a ticket and you get a book and you get a swag bag with a book in the side filled with swag and a whole small plates dinner. You will not be disappointed. More than a $75 value that the ticket costs. <gasps> Okay, little shout out for my book launch. Okay, um, so much going on in the food world now. It is the, I call it the trifecta. You know, we've got Jewish Food Media Conference. We've got a book launch. This year there's no kosher feast, so we're doing the book launch instead of kosher feast. And we have just worked out that way. I saw an empty slot and I grabbed it. Um, and we have Kosher Fest, one of my favorite events. I've been going to Kosher Fest. I wish I knew, but it's definitely more than 20 years because I'm living in Woodmere for 15 and I've been for about five or six years while I lived on the Lower East Side, so it might be over tw- 20 years. But I'm going in attendance. I'm going in attendance maybe what, 21, 22 years straight. I've never missed one. Um, sometimes I go one day, some, mostly I go for two because I love to network. Um, so I'm really excited to have that. But there's, that's coming up the next couple of weeks. We're going to have in the we have in the studio today to talk about all the fun foodie events and what is going on in their lives right now with a brand new magazine coming out along with a hoopla of all the exciting food events. We have a new magazine that's coming out done by the super talented team of Shifran Shlomo Klein uh, who did Betavon, Joy of Kosher and now Flashik. So they're going to be joining us in one minute and also Alain Kornblum. There is no one better to talk about food and restaurants than Alain. He's eaten at more restaurants than me. I may have eaten more far-reaching places, but he has eaten at more restaurants. So we're going to welcome them both into the set today. So uh, Shifra Shlomo, how are you? 
We're great. It's really great to be here. Tired. Tired. <laughs> it's like having a newborn doing a book, right? Yes, that's what it is. And we should get Elon soon to chime in on what it's like printing. No, no The more. three of us, actually. No right, we've all The three printed. of us, we've all gone to printing. Yes. Yes. It is the People most stressful thing. see the back end of printing. Shalma, you look tired. It's not you as glamorous as uh, everything seems on social media. Right. You, you look but it's awesome. tired. It is awesome. It's it's amazing. Yes, it's really fun. I feel like it's your chair is passionate about what? Are you okay in that chair? Yeah, I'm totally. Okay. All right. I feel like so it's. No, like we're really excited. We, we. If I try to hire it, I'm just gonna fall. <laughs> okay. So we'll, we'll Little technical together. issue here. Okay. No, I'm good. Um, yeah. So tell us about the whole concept. Walk us through the timeline of this book, because jo- Joy of Kosher Magazine kind of. So Joy of Kosher Magazine transitioned into seasonal cookbooks. Um, we started with um, oh, what, the Jamie? brisket book. Yeah, right, Jamie, Jamie that's was right. talking about it on the show from Yerushalayim. That's right. And so we transitioned into these like sort of seasonal books that it's like sort of a magazine taken up 10 notches where you um, have like a guide for that season or for on a certain topic. So um, Jamie recently printed um, a brisket book. The, the baking book is going to be released soon. Yeah, that's exciting. So that's very, yeah, it's very exciting. Um, and it's available on Amazon. So... It's pretty um, much a regular cookbook, soft cover. Right. But it's also it's about 150 pages, packed with recipes and information. And for those that are asking, we are still working on it. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, we're still... Is Laura um, is still what, working with the Laura team? Laura does help uh, occasionally. Okay, nice. Yeah. And Tamara is see, still there. Yeah, Tamara is still there. Um, and then the Jacksonville team, there's some people there as the well. Kitchen. Yes, the Florida they Kitchen. Like Oh, the Florida, Florida kitchen. The Florida test kitchen. <gasps> oh, I'm okay. going to Florida next week. This week, I don't even know what week That's I'm amazing. in. When this airs, I don't know where I'll be. I might be in Florida while this airs. I'm not sure. Yes, I will be in Florida as this airs. So Florida is awesome, by the way. <laughs> Giving it a shout out. Going to eat my way through Florida, by the way. Food crawl, Ilana. I wish you could join us. Zami's organizing December, it. December. Oh, I'm going to. I'm going to do the pre one. Do you want me to scout out where you, you need me to go? Zami can organize it. You know which one I'm talking about. Zami Cohen. Zami Cohen. He's best. Best. We did a great one last year. We're going to do one this year. Okay. So um, we love magazines. We love the idea of like seasonal, you know, printing recipes, stories, tips and tricks that have to do with that time period. And so we really wanted to, um, you know, go ahead and continue. Someone gave us the idea and like we just thought about it and we like... Why not? Let's do it. But why yeah. why is it called Flashix? What happened uh, to Milchix? That's fifty percent so, of what we eat. Actually for me it's seventy five percent what I eat. One of the one like second, one second. Nomi, what do I eat for breakfast every day? Cheesecake. There you go. Okay, and I have yeah. a cup of milk. <laughs> but I'll have it's... I'll have roasted chicken. So like I could really be I'm like auth- an authentic representation of Flashix. And I am as the a... most non authentic <laughs> representation of Flashix. Um, Although I do enjoy Flash. The right. idea of yeah. the magazine was really to like think about something and to specialize in something that isn't available to the kosher consumer. Um, there's so much on Milchik, like even there's that. Ve- I mean, I'll give a shout out. There's Vegetarian Magazine. There's tons of recipes out there. And we felt that we would have a stronger voice if we specialize in a specific topic. And the most... Um, I think the topic that's that has so much left to be discovered is meat. I, I totally so, agree. Like literally, I have to tell you, when I'm planning the magazine, and you could ask Shlaimi, um, and everyone that works for us, I'm constantly editing things out because I'm like, there's so much to put in, there's so much to share. Yeah, you always ask how you're gonna keep it's doing issues. Endless. And it's content, endless. But... It's endless. So we're very excited about it. Um, it's it's genius. Can I say? I think you. this is genius. Yeah. 
And so, it like, is, one uh, of the... There is a flip side to it. Milkshakes. No, not the, no, the milkshakes. <laughs> actually, had the flip side to Fleischix is milkshakes. That's right. So people are a new series. Okay, the vegan, the kosher vegan. So you're gonna do a milkshake issue, and I'm always like, well, maybe we will. We have this debate. Call it Fleischix, the milkshake edition. Not Fleischix. Hashtag not Fleischix. We're really sticking to our brands. Um, even even Shvuas though, like people eat milchik for like a meal or two, but it's not just milchik. Anyway, our Shvuas issue is going to be um, I'll give I'll give a secret. Our Shvuas issue is going to be focused on uh, power of baking. Oh, so there's okay. going to be like our pastry issue. Obviously, there's going to be flashic stuff in it, but it's going to be a focus on like pastry. Um, so we're very excited about that but as well. Not disgusting but power like, for pastry. There are so many questions like. When you walk into the butcher department, especially as a kosher consumer, there's so much confusion. Like with the names of the meat, if you're going to shop in Brooklyn and you shop in Long Island and you shop in L.A. or you shop in Florida, everything is called different things. I had How that, do you distinguish between the roads? I had the hugest issue with my cookbook. Okay. What happened? So I was ordering some meat from Naftali Hanau from okay. Grand Behold. Um, I said, I need a brick roast. Yes. He goes, <laughs> we know that. that's a French roast. I'm yes. like, No. In the five towns in the amazing Gomeglat, which we all love. Yes, we do. Gomeglat sells Gourmet French is roast. official sponsor of the Flacious Kitchen. Oh, I love that. Shout out to you, Gomeglat. I love Gomeglat. Yeah. You know what i got to say? I go to a lot of supermarkets around the world, and Gomeglat is the cleanest. Yoli has really the floor. really good customer service. Great customer yeah. service, and the floors are clean. They and clean them. Talking about meat, I mean, between Yoshua... Yona and Beryl. And that's just in Cedarhurst. Like what about Ilan? mobbing them and I they just, they handle everyone. Ilan in Woodmere? Ilan, Woodmere, Ilan in Woodmere cannot leave Ilan out. I'm giving you a shout out, Ilan. I make him crazy because it's near so my house. you saying I'm about the roasts, like how there's this confusion. Right. So, yeah. so how do I, in my book, will say a French roast. That's right. But to someone else, that's a different roast. People don't know the names. How yes. are we going to do? Like, so or Denver steak and New York strip steak. That's right. They're the only ones that have a Denver steak. Right. Behold, but then but, it's the New York not, strip steak in others. Right, um, so I'll, I'll give you the option. I'll say both <laughs> because I've learned. Like we just had now. We're doing already for our next issue, I think it is. We're working on the Chuck Eye. Yes. So here in Five Towns, it's Chuck Eye. It's a California roast. And in Brooklyn, it's a Domonico. Really? Yeah. Isn't Domonico like a fancy cut? It's a fancy cut. It's so when it, says, when it says really? Domonico, it makes you buy the Chuck Eye. But you know what? If you see the way we cooked it and sliced it, you would, think, you would think it's a prime rib. Okay, when that's, we, so that's what I'm coming over for the next photo oh, shoot. Totally, totally. <laughs> um, and basically, that's the idea: like demystify and like help someone walk into a butchery with confidence. And like you were saying, like you were saying with the brick roast, the French roast. So that's what inspired our first article we're doing on um, London broil in the first issue of the magazine. And it basically like explains the different cuts of London broil and the best way to cook each type of London broil even though the idea of London broil is to broil it if you're going to do a shoulder you know this if you're going to do a shoulder or you're going to do the classic London broil you can't cook it the same way when we no ask way you what you a can't. London broil is what's your answer I don't even know there you go I don't so, even know what so cut it is I did cuts. once ask Bosch and it's he not told a specific me cut. I once That's did why. a sous vide the one and only time I sous vide <laughs> Is I did a, a, oh, a London shoulder. broil. Shoulder yes. London broil. Shoulder. I do. I get it from Gourmet Glatt or from. It's 
a nice uniform thick piece of meat. Sometimes I get it at Costco. Yes. Um, but it's a very different cut than when I get it from Naftali exactly. and Anna from Grand Behold. Yes. So I sous vide it and then I had to sear it and it was uh, it was okay. It's, it's I like that particular cut of meat when it's just barbecued, like grilled on on a grill. Yes, pan. there is something about grilling it that's just amazing. But um, otherwise, it's not the high end cut of meat. No, not at all. Not at all. And there's shoulder cut and yes. there's thin the cut. The one is the one that that does best with sous vide. Yeah. It's so good sous vide. You sous vide and it's that was you I, saw our cover options. That one with the blue background. That's the shoulder on the board. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. So yes, yeah, so, so that's one of, the, one of the one of the sorry about that. One of the the perks of going with this going with this uh, direction <laughs> is that um, because we're more meat centric, it actually ends up being um, more male focused, if you want to call it that. A it guys magazine. Appeals. It Basically, it appeals, appeals to guys. To, yeah. It's not a guys no, magazine, it's not. but more guys will be interested. The magazine is for I hear that. cooking. Anyone guys in the kitchen. Most magazines are women. Yeah, in the oh. yeah. No, most magazines are geared towards women, so this kind of gets both. Yeah. Anyone it's that hears basically the name, anyone like, oh, that... men. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, like, it's for anyone who wants to cook, who likes to cook and spend time in the kitchen. Um, and there's definitely other recipes besides meat. We had such an interesting comment where somebody who was um, very concerned about health said that um, our magazine isn't, um, isn't, you know, in touch with, like, health or whatever... Um, but the truth is, just because it's called Fleshik, we're not like, you know, frying um, steak in, in a deep fryer with olive oil. Right. <laughs> we're like, there's a lot of salads and healthy options. Our first our first issue has this whole article about knife cuts. So we're giving What's people like- What's a knife like, cut? What do you mean knife, by that? Basically, we have like this section in the magazine that's called Culinary School. And like in each issue, we're doing different skills in the kitchen. Oh, so our I like first, that. yeah. So basically, we're go- we're thinking beyond. It's chef, it's um, San- chef Sandy Leibowitz of Plantains and Challah did the article. Did she okay. change her name? Um, she changed to Plantains and Challah. She used to be Kosher Tomato, tomato yeah. something. So but what is she now? Plantains and Challah. Plantains and challah. Yeah, because she has that like, like... Me and you calling it tomato, tomato is getting a little bit confusing. Confusing. <laughs> well, there is, there is tomato, tomato, tomato. Because she's... Oh, I'm... Yeah. She's American and he's British, so they made it together. They're a cute little couple on Instagram. Oh, Make cute. sure you follow them, Tomato Tomato. You have to look up how to spell it. I like that. That's cute. That's yeah, they're, cute they're adorable. Oh, so Hopefully they'll this, be at my book knife launch. Article. And so, so like in that, we have, yes, that's the educational piece. And we're thinking like just beyond giving people a bunch of recipes. Like I say in the beginning of the magazine, like today you could just like, you know, Google in two seconds, like a list of recipes will come your way. You go on Instagram, there's amazing um talent out there yeah, sharing yeah, recipes amazing cookbooks yes ah, that's right Pesach, that's right ones that are perfect for just like any time or flavors perfect flavors or perfect for Pesach or they're perfect flavors right. exactly they're just perfect yeah just perfect so yeah we're thinking beyond just sharing recipes it's more like coming away with like really cool information very relevant information and interesting so in the knife class we do a poke bowl which is also pretty like healthy because you fish. know what poke means do you guys know what poke means what does poke mean Cubes? cut up cut up pieces okay. and literally pieces. literally cool. that's what it means in Hawaiian so you're talking about knife skills poke is the perfect thing to practice exactly. a knife skill on exactly that was the point of that that's why we chose poke um, it was like use your knife skills so basically like there's an array of recipes it's obviously very meat centric but there's so much so many other things um, and then Malky Gordon Hirsch made from Kiss the um, oh, I from, love um, Malky she made us, she made us the number cake 
You know those number cakes? I I, I now want one to say so, bad. Have you what? ever had these? No. Hers are so delicious. And we actually had the recipe, and I myself, who am not, I'm not like this huge baker. I was able to make it. Really? Yeah. So like, she whoever wants to try the recipe, yeah. The, the picture, they're like, what's, what's the F? F? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so long as it didn't have anything else afterwards, you're okay. Yeah, exactly. Oh it's my flesh-like. god, I love it. So it was it. delicious. It's such a good cake. The recipes in the magazine. So and, her number um, cakes in the magazine. Yes. So this is one of the things where. With Mal- that Malky's cake, I would totally love to have the recipe and have Malky make it. Right. That's what people do to me. Okay, yeah. I'm a, uh, people have people go. Can you make me ribs for Shabbos and I'll, you know, my personal chef business? I'm like a lot of my recipes are now actually in like the first book, perfect for Pesach. I'm like, you've got the book, can't you make it yourself? And they're like, no, 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 no. We want your recipe, but we want you to make it. That's I'm right. Like, That's good. But getting back to the the idea of you know more interesting stories and uh, like information. We went down to Allenby. People know about Allenby, or at least some people do. Uh, if you don't live on planet Earth, let's let's catch them up. Okay. If you don't live on planet Earth and you've just landed, no, I'm not being so. I'm not being <laughs> mean. But no, we have new listeners tuning in all the time. People from the out of New York that might not be familiar with it. Let's tell them what Allenby is. Well, Elon, Elon, of course. Um, it's a modern, is you know, twist on Israeli cuisine. Um, a lot of interesting ingredients. I almost like Pardis. Kind of with Israel, um, just, he has a deconstructed falafel, which is well, very well known. Um, just a really interesting event, especially in Tel Aviv. There's a lot of uh, modern uh, cuisine that's happening. So he kind of took that and brought that to Crown Heights. And it's doing yeah, amazing. Really and his wife it. is Australian, Adina Schlass. And <coughs> I'm just, uh, <coughs> I'm sorry, wife. the chef's wife with a bunch of underscores in between there. Uh, she's from Sydney, so we're hometown girls, um, and she did a lot of uh, boards for my book. Oh, very cool! I yeah, can't she's see the, that. the sous vide and puree queen. She's and amazing. Boards. Yeah, she's very and talented. And me boards and cheese boards, but I love her work. I yeah. love her work, and she's clean she does, eating. Yeah. So, anyways, we went down there, but Schiffer wanted to come up with something a little bit different, and she spoke to Judah, and they did a behind the scenes. It's actually fascinating to see what goes on in a restaurant from nine o'clock in the morning when everyone comes until service. You know, we all come and we see menu we sit down we start complaining and we're upset about how long it's taking <laughs> oh. what about all the work that goes we'll talk about that Ilan. <laughs> at allenby, at allenby. Okay, so in the magazine we did the magazine i would love to see that yeah, yeah it's, it's called good. it's called the art of fine dining and we write how like you know the the let's say you want you're going to the restaurant on monday your service and the food really starts like sunday night when the restaurant shuts down from that point until five o'clock when you walk in what happens like what's the- happening in the restaurant? Plus, the chef generously shared his Arias recipe, and that's in the magazine. What's Arias here? Arias, Arias, Arias is the, the a stuffed lamb, lamb pizza. pizza. It is oh, yeah. amazing. I had, I've had everything on their menu. So, well, I haven't been there in a while. So could you miss it? Because they have a seasonal menu. I love, love seasonal yeah. menus. Yeah. I might go so tomorrow early to have it So good. My son my son ate it. He said it was the best supper I ever made him in his life. Uh, and her um, kids are foodies. They're real I know her foodies. kids. They're foodies. Yes, yes. So it was, he's 13. So that was a real compliment. One interesting thing um, I saw from, from that article was like, people don't realize that a restaurant is open 24 hours. Yeah. 11 o'clock at night when they're breaking it all down. Um, he has a whole cleaning crew coming. They're cleaning a whole night. When the cleaning crew leaves in the morning, there's already a bunch of staff coming in the morning. It's like, it's nonstop. It's pretty it's fascinating. Non-stop. It's not the as restaurant, glorious yeah. as everyone thinks it is. Yeah, the restaurant business tough is business. tough. It's I know people business. say to me all the time, I open a restaurant, I'm like, yeah. no yeah. way. Uh-uh. Not no. the cooking. No, it's not at all. It's a lot more of the logistics. Yeah. 
the business aspect, you know? That's why a lot of chefs who, a lot of chefs don't mind giving away their recipe. Like you were saying, your recipe's in the book, but people still want you to come cook it. Right. You know, I still want to go out to eat. You know, it's fine if the chef shares a recipe or two with me. That's not the crux of the business. Right. I wonder if those restaurant recipe books do well, like the La Marais one or the grill, grill, what's it called? The the Prime Grill. The Prime Grill, David Kalakan. Recipes. Secret restaurant recipes. Right. That's fun. Right. So, you know, do those books sell well? You know? Right. Maybe we should get Gedali on the phone. Uh, Right. (laughs) That's funny, right? No, but like, uh, no, from a single restaurant, like a whole book on other restaurants. Like, sometimes they're like so complicated. You have to make a just, and like, how do you make a just? And you have to make the veal stock. And I'm like, I'm just going to go to the restaurant. Just just go to the restaurant. You know, it becomes a lot more. We're not making a three day sauce here at home. Yeah, right? Which quite often can be. So, you know. But we, we also covered a few other things. I mean, we have Michael Salmonov in this issue. Right. We're in our in our cookbook. He has, I love he him. He has a new cookbook. His yeah. cookbook is really cool. Um, so we, we spoke I haven't seen the new one yet. It's not out yet. It's not out yet. It just came out. It just came out. Don't forget your friends. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's amazing, Michael <laughs> yes. Salmonov. Um, I went with Honey Applebaum to hear him. Yeah, his it's other kosher. book also is for, his first book was kosher. Book was like pretty much kosher, and I, it was funny because I had when I did the cookbook review for Joy of Kosher, I had written it's kosher, and then I got a lot of pushback because there were like one or two things where he like leg of lamb, like yeah, he he wrote a cut that wasn't kosher, or he had said saute butter and onions and then put liver in something, but that was like pretty much it. Right. An option. He said something about like using non like non dairy. Uh, yeah, butters, yeah. So, so so I did get, you know, you have to be careful when you say something is fully kosher. Right, right. But I think this one really is. Everybody's looking. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But this another, one really is. Another big is. change we're doing from last time is that um, we used to come out six times a year. We're doing it monthly. There's going to be 11 issues a year. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. I, don't know, I don't know what we're doing. Get some sleep on Shabbos. Ma- yeah, we're going to sleep on Shabbos. Every I month, the, only, the only month that we won't have an issue is between Pesach and Shavuos because it's just so tight. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have a... Like a double, issue. a double issue. Yeah. Oh, I like that. That's actually very clever. Yeah. Yeah. That's very clever. The fr- you know, I like in some of the other magazines, they have it this way and then that way, and you flip it over. Yes, oh, yes. Yeah. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Yeah, that's good a good idea. idea. Very Thank good you. Idea. You're welcome. I'll get credit for that. Okay, we will. <laughs> We're going to have to. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Shlomo's getting his cheesecake in the magazine. Okay. <laughs> and wait, put like a mechitza in the middle, like a that's big, it. fat, thick page in the middle. Yeah, that's right. It's so and, exciting. Um, and what, what a really cool idea that we're doing that we're really excited about. So it's really fun to actually follow us on social. Um, follow them, Flashics. Flashics Mag. Flashics um, Mag on Instagram. Mag. And we're also Batel You should also keep following them because yes. they are hilarious. <laughs> Thank you. The whole um, family gets involved. And so, yeah, so basically we're doing like um, a little bit of live coverage of articles. So, for mean? instance, in this past, in the Hanukkah issue, which is coming up in a few weeks, we're, we're, we decided to cover the Muscat Club, which is a new dinner club, supper club situation the where they do like, yes, where, where they do like I'm sorry, seven I'll, to I'll 10 to Israel. 11 years. Yes, you're excused, you're excused. <laughs> so they make these really cool dinners. They could come to your home, to an event space. Um, and so we were doing a story on them. And then they, we have they're this. Co- they're a kosher group? Yes, they're kosher. They're kosher. They come to cook in your house. And they house. come and they, cook. They yeah. And gourmet glad they got the stuff. Okay. And so we're already, we're already cooking, we're already shooting. We had exactly. the whole photography team. 
So we kind of so we're like, on why the not the wall. invite people over and actually live stream the article? So we had our photographer in the kitchen. He was taking photos of each dish. The, and we were we had the writer Nomi Ross did the did the writing because she's Isn't so talented. Isn't she so talented? She's amazing. She's amazing. So she was there and she was like taking notes because we're featuring some of the recipes. And then we had a bunch of our friends sitting in the dining room eating the food and also covering it. We're doing the same thing. Um, we did the same can, thing this past. Um, I need to write down a date for the next one. Yes, and then what we did, we did a vertical. Uh, we're doing an article on dry oh, aged meat. A vertical. What is aged dry aged steak meat? tasting? Yeah. That that is uh, Elon will be there. What, when is that? That is coming up this Monday. Vertical. You said you could not make it. Is that but at the ridge? Just to give your, your is the ridge? The ridge, yeah. The ridge. So we're Check. doing an yeah, it's really cool. We're doing an article like people always want to know like when you come to a restaurant and it says dry aged meat, what is that? So we're we're doing a whole article about it. Is it worth it? Who it's worth it for? How many days you could age meat for? So we're doing a tasting, and so instead of just keeping it behind closed doors, we're inviting tons of people to come. And we're having our writers there, and the photographer, and people. So yeah, it's really need exciting. To, to expand on this a little bit. If yes, you, go res- you go to you know the top place you're you go to Res- Doma. Res- you go to Doma. Go to any of these places. Le- they say aged. It's usually. I'm not going to say always. It's usually 14 to 30 days aged. What does age mean? Just Dry tell. Aged. They have a special room. It's controlled temperature, so no bacteria, no bad bacteria can grow on the meats. And what that does is that actually breaks down the meat. It gets rid of all the moisture, and it gives you a much beefier. Um, Beefier flavor and more concentrated flavor. flavor And And also, it's almost like when you go past 60 days of age, it's almost like the blue cheese of steak. It gets funky. So, the restaurants are pretty much 40. Nobody nobody typically does beyond 60 because it's too much for the average. um, I would want to try it. It's fun to try it. You had a 90? And how was it? Very nutty. Very nutty. Nutty is an understatement. That he's being very really polite. interesting. It's interesting. Is it uh, disgusting? No, no, no. I like you have small to like doses. small doses. It's also yeah, people who like day. people who like blue cheese. People who like a little bit more funkiness. But this is we're talking about like sixty plus aged steak. No, so what we're actually going to do we're gonna, we're gonna have a, a non-aged. We're gonna have a thirty day, a sixty day, ninety day, and hundred fifty day. I don't want to oh. hit. Now you're gonna taste each one I'm is the same cut, prepared the same way. Uh huh. So you'll be able to see you'll the difference. You'll be able to really taste. For the average consum- cool. like for the average restaurant, um, you know, diner, it's fun to try like a thirty to forty-five age day steak. That's where you're going to taste the difference, but it's not going to be too much. So that's that's what I would recommend to somebody who's going out to eat a fifteen aged a fifteen day age steak. You don't taste the age so much. What do you think, Elon, about that? Yeah, again, no, it's, 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 it's is it, is you don't get the taste. It's, uh, texturally, I think it's a little bit better. Maybe, yeah. And don't try it at home. Don't like leave your steak out oh. for 15 days on <laughs> no, no. the counter. It will walk away by itself and you'll <laughs> yeah. smell well, your they, house actually, out. They've been working this for Shire from, from, from the yeah. Ridge. He's actually a, a landsman. He's from Cape Town originally. Ah. I went to his wedding last week. Uh, yeah, I went also. I didn't see you there. I was early. Oh, I came later. Oh, yeah. oh there you go. I got, I got there on time. Waited two hours for everyone to come out. What? What? Is Hasidish? Um, oh, he's Chabad. He's Chabad. They also didn't stand on time? Sorry? They also didn't started start. on time, but it took Chabad, Chabad, a half between Chabad pictures. Have you ever heard of Chabad time? Actually, no, 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 no. It did I, start. There's Chabad time. There's also, um, also Hasidic time, no time, they don't have a watch, and Sephardic. Sephardic, no watch. I'm like Yeki through and through, so I live by my yeah, yeah. seconds on my watch. But anyway, so he, he actually just got married. He's a young guy. He's actually, he was managing the restaurant, and then along with a partner, they went and bought it. They renovated, uh, what's it, two stores down? Yeah. And they're doing a great job. But one of the things they're doing is they're making 
an aging program. Like they have a full aging room, and if you think about it, if you do, if you aging steaks for hundred, if you aging steaks for 150 days, so the planning in advance, I mean that you got one one rib roast, you're talking about a couple hundred dollars, you got a lot of waste, and then that can go in one night. So you really got to plan and have it like worked out. You have to have a system in place. And they've been working on this for a, for a while. This is amazing. I, I'm a big meat eater. So this magazine oh, so this speaks to me, this aged meat. My dad used to get aged meat. I, I know what it is because my dad did in the 80s in Australia. That's amazing. His butcher would do it for him. Wow. You know, I, it, there's nothing better than an aged steak. Um, if any of you have seen the... Uh, Follow Doma on Instagram or been to the restaurant. When you walk in, they have that oh, beautiful so awesome. um, tomahawk steak hanging in their aging room, like which is at the front of the restaurant. Have you ever actually, we were, we were there recently, we actually looked at the different steaks. You can actually see the difference. You see some of them have just been put in. I mean, usually you do a full They shrivel. Rack, but even when they cut them, you can actually see. Some are like more pale red and some are more like a deep red. You can actually see how long, you can see it's been longer, you don't know how long. It's like wine. A late harvest Riesling is going to have a completely different flavor. This That was something that was picked early on in the harvest because it, it gets to age and get all the flavors going. Fun, you know, it's playing with uh, God basically. Different, you know, ages and different textures and it's taste. it's yeah. fascinating it's absolutely it's really fascinating cool. i'm like so excited to see the magazine okay i like the thing that you did where you put on instagram everyone should choose the front covers. cover you do that on you did that on joy of kosher yes. before but this it really helps he, it people really love helps. conversations yeah. yes yeah, no, the conversation is great but this was like the first time we were just like really lost yes i wanted i'm just gonna, i'm saying it straight up i wanted the raw meats hanging okay. yeah hanging raw meats can you do that what's that you're not doing that one uh, well, you voted no. Can we see some pictures? Yeah, he was <laughs> voted out. So I also um, did not love that. You know, with Art Scroll, with my book, when you do a front cover, they don't people don't want to see raw meat. They they told me that no yeah. raw or so rare my meat. Is almost like I don't care. I want to cause a buzz. <laughs> I want to I want to go out there with a bang. This was our but at the end of the day, we do have to be worried what other people think. Right. It's not just about me. But the, it's not our own personal magazine yeah, that we're printing making, for <laughs> like just, just our the, house and, and just me. for us and for you. <laughs> I would. I, I love. We the, had it. was interesting to see. We had a lot of people saying to go with the burger, and then some people were saying like they didn't that the the, the drip on the burger looked bad, or people were saying that a burger doesn't represent flashix. Also, the wording over there, something about an impossible burger. Because we what what was the wording that it said? Some, I forgot. Uh, can I just say? And then some people said burger is just for summer, and that was the whole point, actually, of our burger article to say, no, do not cook burgers on your grill. It's not the best way to cook your burger. And so we write the best way to cook your burger inside your house. I'll give the secret, is in a cast iron pan, and that's it. Like, that's the best way to cook your burger, hands down. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna... When you do it on a grill, sometimes they crumble. It doesn't stick 100%. Like, 100%, you want to get that, like, crust on your burger, you want it to be evenly cooked. The best way to do it is indoors. You preheat it. Preheat the cast iron, make it really hot, drizzle some oil, and you put your ground meat inside. Um, slightly seasoned, and that's like the best way to cook My it. My mouth is watering. Seriously, <laughs> I know. Friday so, morning. We might have burgers for uh, dinner well, tonight. We have, we have some good new, um, new and old options in five towns these days. Four. Between um, Judd's makes a <gasps> burger. Yeah. Mike's just reopened. I know my kid, my family went on Sunday night. There was a line out the door. There was a line out the door. The people in front of us, in front of them, I wasn't with them, online waited an hour and they still weren't served. So my family left and went to Waktov and had sushi at Waktov. Uh huh. Okay. That's a good alternative. Yeah, it's a good alternative. It was right down there. But uh, Mike always had, and now we'll continue to have. 
good burgers, but we're going to talk restaurants with Ilan in a couple minutes. Okay. Um, Chef Anshlamo, thank you so much for coming in. So much fun. Magazine will be available in stores and at Fleishix.com. Oh, Fleishix.com. Good. When 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 are we um, have these magazines First out? First second week of November. It's going to be also be given out at Kosher Fest. Anyone that's coming, um, hopefully we'll be given out at Nomi's book launch. If yes! She, if, she, if she lets us. Yes. Yes. It's going to be at the Jewish, um, the Jewish media. media. Yeah, Jewish great. Me- but you don't, not everyone's going to both. Oh, okay. So we should definitely p- put it into the bags. I'm yeah, like, I'll it's amazing how fast this stuff sold. So what? it's amazing. Amazing how fast, how fast. I sold a bunch, like a lot of tickets. I'm selling 150 tickets oh, to the book awesome. launch. Okay, and we're like halfway through in like four That's days. Amazing. And just, yeah, for all the people listening, um, these, these book launches, you're paying $75. You're getting a free cookbook. Which is worth $35. You're getting a dinner and you're getting a bag full of swag right there. I promise you, take out the... The dinner is free. Also, it's a it's very fun. it's a very nice and way to go out and enjoy your time. It's like a different way. It's That's different than the, a restaurant. The booth and experience. the food is on the house. We've you, always found these it's paying for to be itself really fun, already yeah. with the cookbook and that, all that fun stuff. And you get to meet Nomi. And 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 you guys. So right. yeah, we'll talk. I know that you're playing. I don't even have to tell you to come. You know you're coming. You yeah, know. we just need to get babysitted for like a whole week. A whole week, I know, because it's kosher fest. And if anyone uh, wants to babysit. <laughs> Oh, actually, do you want magazine. Gabby? Do you want Gabby to babysit? We can talk. I'm hustling for my daughter Gabby. Oh, okay, awesome. Wait, isn't your kid old enough? What? Yeah, thir- no, to no, to babysit. What's the, what's the, my kids what's are the in drinking age. That's no, the issue. thirteen, thirteen. Unbelievable. God, the kids go fast. We had the kids on the show. I don't even think Libra was born yet. No, when we had the but boys we had on, the on the show. Yeah, he's been on the show. Her, her kids, are, the the client kids, are serious foodies. All right. Thanks, Thanks guys, for, for so much so fun. for coming. Yes, thank you. And um, we must be in touch. Yes, yeah. I feel like I've come back down to it. I know now, now like Yom Tov is out also. And, and like my Yom books, Tuf, my book was book, handed. Right. I was too intense for the yes. last like six months. I did not post it on the Kosher Foodie Group in like eight months because wow. I didn't have the headspace yeah. to do one more thing. The minute I told Ilan, um, the minute the book was turned in, I was back. We we came down to to your house when you were doing the show. Was it not it normal? It's not normal. Crazy. It's not normal. Again, people don't know what goes on behind nah. scenes. I, I, I literally couldn't breathe. I didn't have headspace for anything. I didn't wish any of my friends because the book got turned in the day I landed in Israel. It was still not finished yet when I got to Israel, Matzah uh, I bumped into you in, in Costco. You couldn't even talk to me because you were debating about your cover. Yeah, it was It was not. I didn't have a name yet. You know, that's what we're talking. I did not have the name to the last minute. So like, I'm like, hi, Nomi. She's like, I can't talk. I'm talking to Gedalia. Yeah. <laughs> We didn't have a name for the book till literally went to print. So um, yeah, that's yeah. the life of print. But it's yeah. good. Baruch Hashem, and really, we thank everybody who buys our books and magazines and follows us and keeps us going. To I really a lot of appreciation goes out to everyone. So it is not thank unnoted. You. We are acknowledging everyone because you make the book sell and the magazines go and the restaurants to eat at. And, exactly, you know, it's amazing. All right, guys, thank you so much. Thank you. I'm sad you have to leave. I know. <laughs> We're off to print. We're off to print. Off to print. Literally, they're off to the presses, but we're very excited for them. Um, this is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachman Siegel Network. I am having an amazing show. I just had Shifra and Shalma Klein talk about their brand new magazine, uh, Fleishix. It will be on the shelves any minute now. Um, and I have now Ilan Kornblum in the house. Ilan has not been here in it. Close to a year. Yeah, yeah, it's e- been a long time. Every season yeah. we try to get you on, so we we've uh, oh, thank you. you are thank you, you are back back in the house. How are back. you? Good, good. I got all dressed up for you. Oh, I, I see the suit. I, we're on radio, but I'm like, all right. But yeah, but that's you right. know, we have the. Do you know, Amichai Luria didn't realize we had a video camera. 
going the whole time I had him recording in Israel. So when I sent him the clip, he's like, oh, my God, there was a video? I'm like, yeah. Well, he didn't like – because, no, no, no. Okay, he was fine. amazing, as always. Brief, he's, he's wonderful. Yeah. Um, okay, Ilan, we yeah. have so much to talk about, but can I just say? Sure. Pesach's in like five minutes. Yeah, I was just speaking about uh, <laughs> to, a, to a program operator yesterday. Uh, are you getting settled with getting all that? Getting settled, yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's another month this year, which is great, you know, because you have uh, it's end of April. But two are, Adars, two Adars people. Yeah, people are starting to, uh, to ask me start. questions now. It's a Friday, Friday night, night start again. Again, but we like that big holiday. It is. It is. It's. I'm going to throw it's exciting. The year 2021. It will be. I'm pretty sure about this because I, I I checked it a while ago. I just got to make sure I get the date right. But 2021, I believe, it's going to start on a Matzah Shabbos. They haven't had one in nearly 20 years. Well, it's three day. Uh, three day first days. Wow. Yeah, okay. that's that's pretty intense. Right, so come this Pesach, you know. Yeah. Enjoy yourself. So we'll we'll announce uh, very soon where uh, where we're going. Maybe Florida. Nice. Maybe. We'll see. We'll okay. see. So, uh, lots to talk about. Lots to talk about. You'll, yeah. well, you'll come back on and we'll talk about Pesach yeah. in a little bit. But it's just nice that it's actually – someone said once said, with the crack of the matzah, you hear the shofar. I'm the other way around. With the, with the sound of the shofar, you hear the right. crack of the matzah. Yeah, so the, the minute the yontif, yontif is over. Yeah, for sure. It's, 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 a big, um, it's a big trip. So people are already planning – it's it's yeah it's always that uh, people are using their points to buy tickets to fly somewhere. Um, by the way, just a little shout out to get paid if you have points and want to use them for Pesach. See, I'm tying it all yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Use get uh, sell your points for vacations or there's a restaurant you want to go to that's not in your state and you want to go to Milts in Chicago. Use go your for points. a day. You know, go do a, a day crawl. Or go to Chicago. Go visit a few restaurants. California. Come back. People do that, by the way. Yeah. People for shallots. I remember people telling shallots me shallots and milts. Yeah, they they've gone for you know, a great trip in the morning. Be back at night. It's it's pretty awesome. It's a great. It's only a two hour flight. You can do that to Florida. Yeah. You can do that to uh, California. Is a little far, but if you're listening from Chicago, you can just you're right. halfway. Right. Um. Yeah. So they've got some really good restaurants. Um. All right, so let's start. Where are we up to in the foodie world? What oh, is boy. new? Besides, we know we have uh, our farm and dinner, which yeah. when everyone right. hears this, it will be over. But I was there once with Honey Applebaum. I yeah, no, there's amazing. I love fa. Uh, by the way, October is a great month, not just for sports. I was always talk, I'm a big sports <laughs> fan. Really but for, for restaurants, you know, after the holidays are over, that's when everyone's starting to open. That's when everyone is after the renovation. Uh, people are waiting, you know, for the fall menu, for the winter menu. So there's a lot going on. Manhattan, Brooklyn, Five Towns, uh, always new restaurants opening what up. What about out of New York? And Florida, you know, Florida's <sighs> always um, anywhere I should go eat. So again, by time you okay, so you're going next week. I'm going next week, but I'll well, sir, when, when everyone's hearing this, it'll be I'm here right now. Right. So certainly, Surfside obviously is. Restaurant Row, Harding oh, Avenue. What? When did that happen? A couple of years ago. Yeah, uh, Miami is, Beach is well. Well, number one, Tasty Beach. Yeah. Jeremy People is people love that place. They don't have anything like that in Surfside. Tasty Beach right. is like amazing. I never go to Florida without going to Jeremy at Tasty Beach. It's been there a long time. Yeah, yeah. I've been. They've come. People have come and go. They've always remained. Yeah, it's, solid food, and he changes his menu. It's, it's not a, everybody changes yeah. their menu. Changes the menu. Okay, I'm I'm taking notes. Where I should go? So, um, Aventura Fuego is is always a hot ah, spot. I love the Aquinas. Yeah. Nicest so people between on the planet. Surfside and Aventura, uh, even North Miami has a few places. Soho and Grill Time and Soho. 
grill time. I love Soho. Yeah. Oh, their their pad cool thai is amazing. I yeah, love cool, I love But again, you know, I think Surfside with the uh, Harbor Grill and you know, backyard barbecue and Kosh and uh twenty six and you have a uh, new restaurant. You have three new restaurants coming. Oh where? Right on in Harding Avenue. There's a um, Will it be meet- open next week? No, no. Hopefully for the season. Zami Cohen, you better be organizing my food. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll we'll let people know. But uh, Florida is always a big um, destination. Even you know the season has gone bigger. Summer they did pretty well, uh, which is which is nice to you see. You know, I want to say thank God the whole Zika yes, thing that, kind of passed. Absolutely, that, that hurt, killed them a couple that years hurt ago. Them. Uh, between Pesach programs and and kosher restaurants, thank God people are not talking about it and people are going and. Restaurants couldn't be happier. You know what? There's a lot of restaurants that doesn't get enough attention. Arizona. I've never been there, but I know seagulls. There are so many great restaurants. Eighteen is there. Um, eighteen mint seagulls. Um, the people from Bravo Pizza have something over there. There, and I've no, I haven't been there. Arizona is amazing. You should really like check that. They have a really nice little restaurant scene going on over there. There's a few places I haven't, like Texas. I haven't been to. (gasps) Wait. He, Yoni's from Texas. I know, I know. There's a few places like I've, I've only gone been to San Antonio, so yeah. I, they have a great restaurant. I just there. go to what Chicago and, right? and L.A. I just I was I had a whole summer. I don't know if you saw, but I was all over the place in in August. Uh, L.A., Florida, Toronto, Detroit. Toronto, Toronto has a lot of restaurants. I'm actually going uh, early November. I've been there. This will be my third time in about a year. Because of chopped events, and they have some great restaurants. Couple, yeah, I made a trip there just because there was a few restaurants. Ma- just Mara- Mar- Maron, Maron, I um, love them. The pantry, Glatt, the pantry. Oh, it's awesome. That's so different. Oh, Very cool. Um, but you have Gladstones that just opened. Prime on Avenue just opened. These are high end places. I'm going to be doing the food crawl. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Do it. So there's a lot of places. Keeps me very busy. It's overwhelming, you know. Right. It sounds like you have a really cool job, which you do. But I get paid to eat. You get That's paid to cool. eat, the dream job. But, but it's, it's hard work. It, people don't see the hard work it's, behind it. To get it. to that point. Listen, I've been doing this 15 years. Uh, I was doing it before Facebook and Instagram ever right. existed. Right. Taking pictures. Us, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, so it's really something I, I love what I do. Um, Remember, it was you and me that would go to a restaurant without a whole entourage yeah. because there would be like you, maybe you, me, and Melinda would go. Yeah. We'd take some photos, we'd eat, we'd you know maybe put on some pictures on yeah. Facebook, and that was that. It's now come the group, a long way. It's, it's come a long way. It's you know, I started and it was funny because the clients are here. When I started my magazine 15 years ago, there really wasn't anything like that. You know, in terms of kosher restaurants and color and, and glossy, um, and it was it was great. People loved it. Uh, it was it was a lot of hard work. It kept me very busy. How did you actually start? How, what made you think of this? Do you have so, a marketing background? I was in mark. Yes, in college, I was um, selling my college planners to the college. I was in Brooklyn College. What I did was I took a planner, I bought a planner from, you know, uh, Mead, everyone. I went around to the different stores around Brooklyn College. Starting, I put ads into the planner, you know, like schedule of classes. And, and, and I sell, sold those to the college bookstore. And that's how I got started. So Jeez. even as an 18-year-old, I was an entrepreneur going around. Um, Are your kids like you? My oldest, my ten-year-old, starting to kind of hustle. Get, yeah, she's she's getting. She likes you know going to restaurants and and coming with me. And I would love to pass on to to her or to any of my children. 
So I'm, you know, but now things have changed from 10 years ago. Now everything is so much information. There's so much, everything changes within a week to two weeks. Uh, Menus and chefs and locations and um, closings and openings. So that's why, you know, we saw four years ago, almost, you know, yeah, when uh, we started the group. uh, Is it four years? I was it's like, one a, of the, yeah. I think I was one of the first 10 people in the group. It was crazy. But I remember then, it was right many, before Kosher Fest. How many were up to? Up to over 48,000. So I was like in the first 10, yeah. which is cool. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when it was, life was simple. Now it's, it, you know, it's, it's, monitoring it's a monster it. that's taking life of its own. You know, one of the, I've done a lot of really great accomplishments. Baruch Hashem, you know, this. And you know what? I wear my foodie of the week. That's right. That I, was fun. I was. We used to give those awards. Food, People were. They I want was, a sash. They want a crown. They told their friends. I, it I'm was so fun. I'm, look, I've got two cookbooks out, and still one of my my right. finest it achievements cool. has been called you know, Foodie like of to, the Week. We like to reward those who go out and, and share. My husband says he should have been Foodie of the Week because he had to pay those credit card right. bills. I went for a week, to, two weeks to Israel, and before he got there, I just ate in a million restaurants and posted it, yeah. and he's like. Oh, now I know where you are. I just saw the credit card bill. Right, right. <laughs> Again, people, uh, that's why I kind of, that's why the, the group is successful because people like to share their experiences. They like to know what's going on. It's, it's, and it's very organic because you're getting people sharing experiences um, and you're hearing it from them, you know, and, and posting pictures, what they like, what, they, you know, what they, uh, what they had. And so people are kind of getting a real sense of, you know, oh, I saw you got that. I'm going to get this. And, of course, everyone's going to have um, – not everyone's going to be exactly the same thing. You know, you might have some slow service one day. You might have something a little off one day. But it happens. But um, overall, you know, people are enjoying restaurants now. It's um, amazing. The, the palate is more educated between the Food Network and social media and, and people like you um, with cookbooks. I think people love to talk about food and, and restaurants. It's amazing how how it's really changed and grown, and how sophisticated we've all got. Like with with recipes from my book, people will text, like, find me on Instagram and ask me questions about recipes. And I always go, "Did they do this to Susie Fishbine? Right? Like yeah. she did." Well, again, there was back no, then, maybe there was you know, no, maybe by it. her later books. And but can, there wasn't. I can only imagine what it's going to be like in five, ten years. Right? You yeah, know? it's going to be crazy. Just, yeah. It's it's it's. It's very hard to keep a kosher restaurant open. So you want to see, in 10 years, who stayed open. Right. Again, right? And people talk about all the restaurants that have closed. You know, people are like, oh, my God, it's so many restaurants closing. But they don't talk about the ones that have been open for 20. Who, okay. New York. Let's just talk New York because we're sitting in New York. We're sitting on the Lower East Side right in New York City. What is the longest restaurant that's been open? What is – what's out there? Let's all think. So Mr. Broadway – is considered the longest because they started out with, with Strauss, Arne Strauss. And, I did um, a write-up for them in the uh, Mishbach yeah? about their history. Yeah, so they, and they've been, they have had some changes, but in one location, they've been pretty much the, the longest. Mr. Broadway. It's about yeah. 70 or 80 years, I think. Again, if you go back to the way the original, there were dairy originally, yeah. and, and they kind of phased into the to the meat. Uh, but Mendy's has been around also a for long decades. Lamare. La I remember decades. when Lamare opened. The, what, the f- my daughter, who's now twenty four, Simi. So she was about one when we right. went there for the first time. It was a few months old. It's about twenty three years old. That's like a thousand years yeah, in the food world. Right. No, for sure. And and they're still busy. You know, great location. Yeah, it's theater district. Right. Good. You know, good food. Do you remember it's the restaurant? Crazy expensive. What was the restaurant before that? I remember. 
I'll tell you. You tell me. You, you don't think? Hey, it's a French, it's also, what was it? Before La Marais was called David's Harp. It was no, three restaurants. I, I tell you oh, how I know this. You know, I'm a little was, younger than you. Right. So no, I, when I was dating, I went there on a date when I first came to America. And it's been wow. 27 years next month. And it was Flashik's, Mil- Flashik's upstairs, Milchik in the basement. Because, really? you know, there's three floors. And Flashik's, Milchik and Chinese. Three restaurants in one building. Wow. And I went there on a date. And that's how Good I... Good memories, right? For a long time, it said David's Harp on the side. And then La Marais replaced it people love talking about old school restaurants like we just had a thread on our yeah we just had a thread on our group and we have it like every couple of months where people reminisce about you know old ratners and schmuck bernstein right there lurry side grand deli love grand deli they love talking about what their parents and their grandparents and what it's just that's what food does to us and restaurants it's that memory of going there and it's just happy occasions and you know good memories and so it's I speak nostalgic. About that. I speak about that in my book. Some of my earliest food memories are eating in a restaurant in Sydney called Benet Brith. Uh-huh. And my parents didn't have a lot of money and like to go out to eat all the time like we do here. Right. I mean, not that I'm saying that we're more money than parents. I, my point was like you didn't go it's, out to eat then. You had right. different priorities. Right. Now people go out to eat to socialize. To socialize, to, but yeah. we're, like some of the early – like. They had this thing called, it was crumbed mushrooms. I loved it. It was part of a gypsy platter with schnitzel and steak on it. And you order it when you had the whole family together. It came with sparklers and fireworks. And like, I always remembered the crumb mushrooms. So I wrote a recipe for my book right. based on my happy right. memories from that restaurant yeah. of crumb mushrooms. Mine's crumb zucchinis. Like, it's just the memories that restaurants bring us. Right. And they, they really last a long time. Mine are like 40 years old there. Because, you know, usually you go to restaurants for birthdays and anniversaries and celebration so it's you're always celebrating something so you have that memory you have that in your mind you don't mind. say someone died let's go out to eat it happens <laughs> right Shiva. we do it at shivers we, we do, but we don't do it at a restaurant right but again so it's that's what it's a part of our life uh people just love to talk about it um and yeah it's let's talk about restaurant etiquette okay because i think we talk about that a lot in the group i think we i think you know we need to take it out of the group and on the airways because i think it's really important okay, okay. Um, in, in terms of people should come to a restaurant and know that it's not, especially if it's not fast food, you want to, you're going to want to sit there for a little bit. It's not just, you know, you're not going out just to eat. You're going there, socialize, to talk to the person next to you. Um, so if something doesn't come right away, it's okay. You have to give yourself a couple hours to go out. If you're going to be in a rush, don't go out. Go, or go fast food. Grab a slice of pizza. Or go fast food. Um, but, you know... People are working, whether it's the waiters, whether it's the chefs, they're trying to do a good job. You know, don't snap at them. Don't, um, you know, don't come in with a bad attitude. Go in with something like you're, you know, you want to, you're excited about something. And so, you know, if you have something happens, again, you can do it in a certain way. You can call over the manager, call over the waiter. There's always a way of of doing it the right way, the proper way. Um, And so, you know, we get all these messages from people where, you have to wait a long time. I get it, and so people can, people from the group complain to you about a restaurant. Yeah, and, and then you become the advocate. But that's not way, something you wanted to. No, right? but it, you know what? It kind of happened. You know, people know me. People know at the group that um, we're not going to allow bashing. It just it's. I've heard too many stories of the other side where it's not heard, where it's not exactly the way it really happened or was written. So when someone writes something on Facebook or anywhere, it's very one sided because you're only getting one person's view. 
and you're not getting the other person's view. Right. And you, it's it's not social media is not a, a court of public opinion where you're going to start fighting it out. You know, you really want to speak to the person, speak to them directly in, in person. So I don't shrug, you know, the the negativity. I don't put it under the rug. I deal with it head on. And so if someone has constructive criticism, absolutely. Something is salty. Someone waited a little bit. No problem. Write that. Someone's going to say, this is the worst restaurant in the world and don't go back. And I had food poisoning, but you really didn't. Then that needs to be taken offline. And so people, and I encourage people, message me and I'll get in touch with the owner. We'll, we'll deal with it. If something happened, they'll take care of it. Uh, if there's a, you know, something that's really a bad problem and if it's recurring all the time, then yeah, then I will step in and, and kind of let the restaurant know that this can't happen. But if someone you know, didn't get their meal right away, they'll explain. Maybe the, the sh- they got backed up because it was it was a busy week. Or maybe someone, you know, uh, someone just walked in and, um, you know, some, or the chef didn't come in. Or it could be a million reasons why something is not happening. If you explain to the person, like, okay, now I understand. Usually I tell people, don't post w- right after you get home. Wait till the next morning. Digest, you know? literally. Sometimes D- it makes a big difference. Digest and process. Very important. You know, and kind of because people vent and they want to they want to get to that restaurant. They want to make that restaurant pay. And you, I had a bad night, so you're going to have a, you know, so take it easy, you know. Kind of sleep on it. You know, the next morning, okay, it wasn't such a, it was a nice meal. Okay, I had to wait a little bit. So then if you have a problem, speak to, by the way, first I, I say speak to the restaurant when you're there. But then when they can fix the problem, because when you go home, they're not going to know who your waiter is. Not going to know what exactly happened. So if you have a problem, speak to them right there and then. And nicely, like a man. And nicely, speak like a man. And usually they will. If, if and I've dealt with so many owners where they say, you know what, they spoke to me in a nice way. I understand. You know, I feel bad. But someone's going to come waving their finger, and they're going to be like, you know, I've been in. Dozens. I've been in restaurants all over the world, and I'm a foodie. And, yeah, don't, you know, yeah. Do not say. Do you know who I am? Right. Right. I know a very big person who's very high up in the food world. I don't want to say what department they fall under, but that person will never give her name because she doesn't want special treatment. Yeah. Again, I, I'm like every restaurant all. should treat every customer, you know, the same. But again, it's it's a, things happen. It's not a science. Restaurants, it's things you know happen. Again, chefs and waiters and foods and, and there's so many different moving parts we talk about it's like a theater it's like a broadway show right you know it's there's it's a so production. many it is and, and we heard from schiff and schlummo like yeah. what goes behind everything and it's not always exactly the way it is the next time and people have to just understand that you deal with it you want to have a good time speak to me speak to the owner when you're there that's kind of the etiquette that, that i kind of preach and i think we've made a change i think people understand now what it's like. I think the perspective of the owner yeah, I, I is think getting that out there and, and you know, and that, that dialogue, that. that dialogue between owner, chef, and customer has changed. Yeah, and, and I've seen it within the last yeah. four, four, five years that you've it had. It has. It has. And that's what, you know, I'm, I'm proud of that. You should have a lot to be proud of. You have probably the biggest kosher. SD Walby's probably right behind you. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> you know, we thank God we're still over, we're still, wow. I think, the largest kosher food group in the world on, on Facebook. And um, I've got a friend from Australia who lives in Israel who married a French guy and they came to America and I said, how do you know where to eat? She goes, yeah, I joined that food group. (laughs) They have nothing to do with American jury. No, it's just cool. And and people don't even realize that there's a search button that people search. So, you you know, you're getting 
so we have about 500 posts a week. So we're getting people who are even searching, and it's like almost like a kosher Google, where you kind of find kosher out. Kosher like, Google, you know, I love that. What people Google. are. Google. Yeah. Google. Google. Right. Google. <laughs> so yeah, there's a lot of information out there. You just got to grab it between our Facebook group and Instagram and our newsletter and so our the name website. Of the, group, the name of the group is Great Kosher Restaurant Foodies. Very simple, and so and they have get-togethers, and they've had we have get-togethers, we have contests, we've had people get uh, engaged being on the group. Albert and Rachel, they met on the group. They met on the group. I didn't realize that. Yeah, a lot I'm of people good and, with them. and friends. Again, think about it. How many people have kind of gone together because of of the group? It's where really true. Friends have, have become. I met a ton of people. You know, and you, you kind of and it's a community of, of of people. Lee Fisher. Lee Fisher. I was in. Um, Oxnard, and he, he went like this to me across the room. That's so funny. Called me over, goes, I'm Lee Fisher. I'm like, and it wasn't that long ago. So I posted when I was in California yeah, yeah, yeah. last November. I didn't, so I I didn't know that. So he called me over, I'm Lee Fisher. I'm like, I thought Lee Fisher was a girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's mysterious. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. But like, it's, it's, it really, it definitely made foodie, the term foodie friends real. Yeah. You know, so it's really yeah. nice. Um, do you have a favorite cuisine? I, I know I'm not allowed to ask you favorite restaurant no, because you said all my. It's like having who asks right, who my, my favorite children. child is. Like um, I said my that favorite about- cuisine again it depends on what I'm in the mood for. Sometimes the sushi, pizza. Um, I, I like different cuisine. Like trying, I'm going to this biblical dinner. Uh, <gasps> Melinda's going. Yeah, or at least it was passed when this yeah, airs. Yeah, so, you will have gone. Right, so we'll. I'm dying uh, to hear how that went. So we'll post pictures. Um, and I'm going. There's an event that's coming up this Sunday. That's going to be Long Island. It's um, okay, but people will. This will. Apply. No, no. This is this is coming up. So this is the Sunday what? of the Friday. Okay, so, so tell, it's in give a couple us of days. Date. So it's basically tell, October twenty eighth. Yes, there it's, hit- um, it's a kosher food and wine uh, experience in Long Island, Cradle of Aviation. Go to kosherwineexpo.com. Um, people do not know about this. No, we not we got a, it's it's like a f- restaurant. We got six restaurants coming: uh, Marani and uh, West Wing. <sighs> And um, Grow and Behold and Eden Walk. And Shout three- out to Marani. I love Marani, them. Marani, awesome. We've got 300 wines that are going to be displayed and, and served. For $75, you get food and wine all. Um, and Fantastic. Really- and it goes to Tadaka, right? It goes right? to Tadaka. Yeah, Young Girls of Huntington is, is doing it. So uh, money goes to them. Lovely. I I'm, I wish I would have known about it. No, okay, well, we'll, them. You know, we'll promote them now on the air. So you have a couple of days to go to, to buy tickets. And so uh, we're excited. That's three events I'm missing out on. <laughs> yeah, we're, it's a lot. Okay, but I'm doing my food call with Zami Co and through okay. through through the Florida. Funny go around. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there's a lot, a lot going Anything on. Anything in Orlando that I need to know about? There's a couple of places. Uh, Kosher Orlando, Grill. You know what? It's so funny. Orlando does not have a big restaurant scene. There's Kosher a couple, Grill. Kosher Grill's there. Kosher Gourmet is there. Um, but it's so seasonal. It's only you know for a couple of months. Right, they get so I'm very going busy. on a lawyer's conference with my husband. Um, so it's in Orlando this right. year. So starting off in Miami, doing a whole bunch of chop competitions, and then I'm meeting him in Orlando. I'm driving yeah. up and meeting him. It's and just, you know, again, a couple of places, and that's it. Yeah. Okay. I have to check those out. And there's so many in Miami to eat oh, at. So many everywhere. So many places across the United States. St. Louis has. Who thought St. Louis? They St. Louis. Great that's Indian a great restaurant. story, by the way, about St. Louis. I don't. Know, you have time to. Just um, there was a guy who's fl- uh, an owner, Sushi Tokyo owner, who was flying from L.A. back to New York. He got into a, a storm, had to fly into St. Louis, spend the Shabbos there. He was sp- speaking to a couple of guys in the area, and they said, you know, why don't you open a restaurant? And, like, ah. and he did. <gasps> really? He when? Op- he's opening up in a couple of months. That's co- I just did a Isn't whole write-up. Isn't that a cool story? I just did a write-up for Mishpacha magazine on St. Louis because I ate. I yeah. was there. 
And oh, that's good yeah, to know. It's a, it's a sushi uh, dairy restaurant. Fantastic. They need that because they have they have Indian. Yeah. Which is great. We need more kosher Indian restaurants in. Yeah, we do. Stamford has. We don't have one in New York. Yeah, you have we to go to Stamford. Yeah, you yeah. have to go to Stanford. But really, in Indian, which you know, I've been now all I over know. India. <laughs> We've had our own chefs. Daniel Lass was our chef right. on the tour, so he whipped up fabulous right, food for right. us. Um, okay, this is it. Yoni's giving me the thumbs up. Naomi, wrap it up, lady. Ilan, does not half an hour fly. I know. It's, it's not speak, normal. We always say this, hours. An hour. Well, we, and we're going to continue. We're going out to eat. Yeah, we're going out to eat. No gas. I'm starving. Okay. Everyone, thank you so much for listening. We have music sponsored by our friends at Kedem right up until Lich Benching. want to wish everybody a Shabbat Shalom. This is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachman Seagull Network. Shabbat Shalom.